what is the intention? What is, what is the goal of the exercise? What right off the bat, what is it I'm trying to accomplish with this exercise? I always, you know, what came up for me with this one initially was like, could I load this? Would I ever load this? Hello, and welcome to Peach Pit Fitness Podcast presented by Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network. Peach Pit Fitness Podcast is nuanced and colorful like no other show. We're here to inspire and create more perspective and respect for fitness trends, past and present. And we want to do this with the discussions around the essence of exercise and some throwback fitness gems. I'm Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast network. And I also have my co-host, Meredith Mack. Hello. (laughs) And we are drawing on decades of experience in Uh, personal training, neuromuscular specialty, nutrition, and really just witnessing body transformations that have been based in science and client-defined training. Today, we are going to dive in to uh, something that's kind of trendy, uh, what we would say is like kind of a buzzword as well, and that is the frog pump bridge. And I'm saying this with a big smile on my face, guys, because you know this exercise. If um, (laughs) you've caught somebody in the corner of the gym, humping the air with their (laughs) legs spread wide out, and you may have had an awkward eye contact moment during this. So, you know, we've all seen it. And um, I can't provide the visual right here. Uh, We are on an an audio podcast, but we're going to do our best to dive in and take a bite of what's actually going on here, you know. So is it helpful? Um, Is it harmful? Or is it doing what they're claiming that it can do? All of this is to, you know, help us define our own fitness, have perspective, and honestly feel special when we're doing it and feel confident in our body while we're exercising. So frog pump exercise. And um, so I'm going to go into, you know, what this actually is. Um, the critique is really based on, you know, what, uh, where it came from, how it got popular, and um, who's responsible for it. And are any of the things that this person, this responsible individual, are, are they, um, are, is, are their claims offensive? Are their claims valid? These are all questions that I'm ready to dive in with. Um, how about you, Meredith? Me too. I am excited about this one. <laughs> I have to say, I've never actually seen this in person. Hmm. Okay. I have. I um, had just recently heard of it for the first time before you suggested it. So, um, it was interesting to explore for sure. Okay. Yeah. So I had come upon it from, um, my various Instagram scrolls, I was aware of this uh, probably a while back. And, you know, for me, it was more about um, 
I was kind of a, you know, I was kind of triggered by it, to be mm. honest. So for me, that's like an invitation to dig sure. in. Absolutely. Figure that. out what this is all about. So I'm pulling up my Good. notes. and because you know uh audience i do want to say uh that you know we do put some research into this and we are following a critique template so to present something balanced in 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 the hopes of being balanced (laughs) yes yes yeah it's challenging sometimes to be balanced about things that are but i think it's a worthy effort and Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, this is something uh, that when I think of balanced, I think of uh, something systematic. And, you know, we do have a lot of personal experience with with exercise in general. And you and I also have a aptitude for breaking down exercise. So this is an exercise in that, you know, in honing that skill even more as well. Um, because this stuff comes up, you know, our clients want to know, our audience wants to know. I love that. And I, you know, I think it helps um, for other people to hear how we would break it down so that they can do the same thing for themselves about other things as well that come up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, with that said, I will say, I'm not going to hold back on some technical terms. Um, I think, you know, in my previous podcast experience, I have held back from doing technical things because it's an audio podcast. But now that we have a context and a visual, like you can just go look up this exercise and I will provide uh, resources for you. Um, I feel, I I feel that this is a good time for me to be more technical and show that I have a huge respect for anatomy, biology, and physiology. So, um, yeah, so, you know, that's the warning, I guess. <laughs> We're explicit and technical. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the nature of this exercise, um, so we're going to give our best to like <laughs> attempt to, um, describe this. So I, you know, I just thought it was like, you know, pumping the air with the hips. Yes. So you're throwing your hips up in the air and and that's a hip bridge in general, but this yeah. frog pump has a specific feature with the knees out to the side. Yes. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, it does, um, and that creates a whole new exercise. So it's not just a bridge, you know, it's got like the bridge and the combination of, um, what are those called? The, um, the leg out to the side, sorry. Like abduction, external rotation? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, so it's like a combination of the two, right? Yes. Um, like a fire hydrant. Yes. Yeah. Like a upside down fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And when we change the position and the design of an exercise, we absolutely change the exercise and the outcome. Yes. It's not the same. It's different. (laughs) I like to remind myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah, it's great that you have to remind yourself of that because I think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. it looks the same, if we change something about it, that even if it looks, maybe it's upside down, maybe it's on your belt, you know, yes, mm-hmm. things change. Yeah. It all yeah. changes. Yeah, because, it, yeah, you're uh, what you just said, um, this exercise you can also do prone on your belly. Yes. Off of a, off of, off um, of a bench or... Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. And I, I definitely have seen that as well. Yeah. I have seen that version. I hadn't seen the, the supine version. Okay. So um, the person who made this popular is called Brett Contreras. And he calls himself the glute guy. Um, and it's, you know, the, the test of time has shown up that he might be a little creepy as well as you might suspect somebody calling themselves the glute guy. Anyways, um, that's, that's, uh, just, you know, hearsay, you know, I have not been a part of that, but okay. I have read such, uh, oh, have you, yeah. I didn't get, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, have you, did you hear of this guy? before I've, I've heard of Brett Contreras for a while I would say like I feel like you know more in terms of squats back in the day mm -hmm. many years ago I feel like maybe like a T Nation yep. contributor or something um but uh and I have heard of him more recently being referred to as the glute guy and and all of that so mm -hmm. I, you know and I will say like I think people try to differentiate themselves and um in and of itself, like I could, the deltoid guy, like, I mean, it's, it's interesting to focus on one very specific body part and it just happens to be <sighs> one of those body parts that, and, and it's also, you know, people are wanting that right now, as you've mentioned in the last, in the uh, preview episode uh, about what we're going to be doing, talking here, it, people are very interested in glutes right now. So mm -hmm. defining yourself as the expert on glutes. Yeah good marketing. Yeah. No, I mean, he does have a good business model. He has, um, you know, been published as an author. He's a PhD. Um, like Meredith said, he's got some, he's got this test of time on his side because he has been published, um, albeit in like strength and conditioning research, um, and NSCA, definitely a presenter at those types of conferences. And you and I both know that's a very specific circuit right. for folks. And, um, sure. you know, so uh, he does have some credibility. Um, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've definitely been like watching him for a mm -hmm. while um, because when I saw this exercise and my clients started asking me about hip thrust, bridges, mm -hmm. yes. things like that in general, yeah. this was important for me to put some focus on. So absolutely. Yeah. So here we are. Um, so <laughs> I pulled up a couple quotes from him. Okay. And, um, one is that he, in 2015 in his, uh, YouTube, uh, channel, he said, quote, a great glute activation drill for anyone. Yeah. And, that's a hard thing <laughs> for um, me to get on board with. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I did find another quote uh, from a Shape article a few years later, and he did indicate that they weren't for everyone okay. and that hip structure could be a limiting factor. Yes. Can I just say that nothing is for everyone? Yes. <laughs> just a blanket, I think that that's fair. In terms of, and let's just keep it to exercise. There's no one exercise that is ever going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yeah. So, but yes. Okay. He came back and said that maybe not so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, and I have a lot of respect for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause a lot of things can change in two months. Definitely things change sure. in three years. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the same shape magazine and I have the, uh, the article to share, uh, shape magazine says 
that this exercise was created by trainer Brett Contreras, known as the glute guy. Frog pumps are essentially a love child of the butterfly stretch and the glute bridge. And I was like, oh, yeah. I like that quote. That's <laughs> I like that <laughs> description. Yeah. Yep. And they go on to say, essentially, you lay on your back, bring the soles of your feet together to splay your knees and thrust your hips up towards the ceiling. So Shape Magazine is doing it some justice here. Um, and yeah, and so I don't, I can't remember. I read the whole article, but um, so, you know, I, I would say I don't think he did create it. I think this right. is actually something from like the Pilates world. Um, we see the same position in yoga. It's like this, you know, a lotus, right? right. Um, a version of lotus. And so I don't think we can credit him with uh, creating it, but I think there is a lot of credit for him to make this and make it as, it's super, as popular as it yes. is. So absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I, I do think he is qualified to talk about exercise and uh, give advice on exercise. He's not a guy who got a weekend certification and then just opened up TikTok and started <laughs> viral. I work on glutes. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is definitely something he has studied and um, does, like I said, he has public publications and a book all okay. about hip thrust and glutes and wow yes um so what is you know the next part of this critique is what is the what is his objective and what does he claim so when i dug into it a little bit more um this is what he claimed and it has to do with the design of exercise and when it comes to the design of exercise this is where i like to Focus. This is where I like to put my attention. When anybody asks me about an exercise, I look at the design. What about, is that something, I mean, I'm sure that's something you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, what is the intention? What is, what is the goal of the exercise? What, right off the bat, what is it I'm trying to accomplish with this exercise? I always, you know, what came up for me with this one initially was like, could I load this? Would I ever load this? Mm -hmm. And there are so many reasons that I see not to load it mm -hmm. that like, unless I, and I can't really think of a, and it's different, right? Supine versus prone, maybe it could. Mm -hmm. And, and if I just made some adjustments, there are just some joint positions here that don't work well for my brain and, and make me think that there's more potential risk than there really is potential benefit. So that's, those are the kind of things that I'm looking at when I'm breaking down an exercise. What is the goal? Is, is, is this exercise going to accomplish that goal? What is the risk, the inherent risk? And is, is the benefit worth that risk? And then, um, what was the last one I said? I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, but, but you know, I, right. Um, would I load it? Would, and if I wouldn't, then is there something better mm -hmm. or something you know, equal where I can get the same, um, contraction benefits without the risk. If there's something that I could do yes. where there isn't a risk, then I'm going to choose that a hundred, you know, percent yes. of the time. Yeah. That's a hell yes for me as well. Um, yeah. So that's exactly, you know, what we mean by the essence of exercise. What is, what is, what, 
what's the essence? What's underneath of it? What is it made up of? And so, yeah, the intention, the objective here um, has to do with all of those things. And so um, I'm going to go into, you know, the design of this exercise and what he claims, and this is from his writing, he says that the more flexed the knee, the less hamstrings will produce force. And with the posterior tilt, it takes the erectors out of the equation. So I have multiple problems with this statement. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think when you mentioned joint positions, this is what you were talking about. So we have um, multiple joints involved here. And one of the big ones is this posterior tilt. Yes. Um, Assuming everyone has access to a uh, safe hold in their tilt is a big assumption. You know what I mean? Um, So holding your pelvis into a posterior tilt is also what you would call spinal flexion. Um, And holding it there while doing the exercise. So that's a main design feature that shape did not pick up on. (laughs) Well, and I don't, I don't really, you know, if somebody did this with like a more neutral as opposed to like spinal flexed position, like does that completely, I could see if you were actively trying to extend mm-hmm. how, you know, your erectors might be, act. Yeah. I just don't see how being in a completely flexed position is like make or break for the exercise and why it would have to be like that. Yeah. And why you wouldn't want the erectors involved. Like and why you wouldn't, and why you wouldn't want the hamstrings. I mean, yeah. just because those things are involved does not mean the glutes aren't. Yeah. So I think sometimes like, that's what I also try to remind people, like what you're feeling, feel and real are not always the same thing. So, uh, you know, just because your hamstrings are engaged does not mean your glutes are not working. There it is. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like that is huge. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I, I think if, if you assumed that your hamstrings weren't involved and your lower back wasn't involved, would that give you more permission to go just load those things up and like potentially overdo it? Maybe, I don't know, but. And you could also just lie down on your back and squeeze your glute without doing anything. You could not move Mm -hmm. other than to contract, focus on trying to contract your glute, Mm -hmm. glutes either one, one or the other, both at the same time, back and forth. <laughs> and you can still be activating your glutes without much, you know, other stuff. Yeah. I feel like if you focused on one at a time, <laughs> this is going to help you with the torque fitness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love our episodes are already blending together. Oh my God, like, yeah. I have no so idea. Funny. This is so fun. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I have multiple, um, problems with that, his statement in general with that. And I don't think it's fair to, uh, tell people what they should feel, um, without giving them more support as to what it is that they're doing, you know? So um, the next part of this critique has to do with design as well. Does the design support the goal? I think we just kind of got into that. You know, the design and this idea that you have to have the knees flexed, you have to have your ankles kind of, I mean, you might be a max out dorsiflexion as well. That's a thing. Um, And, 
you know, that's, um, that's, I think that's a big where this falls short that he had to brand this exercise. And I do have information as to how he, um, I want to say prescribes it. It's not prescribing because he's not giving individual attention. So the instruction on how he gets, tells people to use this right. is actually as a warm up. And he does tell people to load it. Which okay. I did I, see him in a YouTube video loading a hundred pound dumbbell um, and also showing how you would load like a barbell. Yeah. Like a smaller barbell. Um, yeah. And to my me, ovaries have problems with that. <laughs> I mean, I, well, yes, that, that's, <laughs> I, that's yes. <laughs> but again, like I just, I can't. And I, so if a person has, like, I have a lot of external hip rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if I don't go to like my end range of that, mm-hmm. if I stay back from that, I'm still thinking like my knees and my ankles, I just can't really like get on board with mm. um, the positions yeah. Yeah. For what seems to me to be un- unnecessary for glute activation. Yeah, exactly. So he calls this a glute activating exercise. And the way that he was helping people use it was to like, this is what you do before you load a hip thrust. Right. And um, I also, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential for a good hip thrust. Uh, yeah. Um, because- I love hip. I mean, I love all of those things. And I have no, I think like finding ways to kind of warm up or activate or engage muscles that you're getting ready to use in a more loaded exercise is valid. I mean, I think that there's a a place for that for sure. And, um, I don't have any, you know, problem. I did sometimes though, I think that we try to like reinvent a wheel just for variety, for variability to be something to, to create something special, like to me, I just don't see why um, the need for this particular position mm-hmm. for those particular reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just yeah. wonder how much of it is like wanting something that's unique that that you um, can sort of market as being your, your exercise, your created or like a part of your special program. Yeah. I think that that's where like that, that whole thing about like magical exercises, like what, like I heard him say, you know, that the girls that he works with, with the best glutes are doing 500 reps of these a day or uh, three times a week or whatever it was. And it just made me think about the um, ways that we've been told that this exercise works this thing you know, that, um, that it's, it's, if you do this inner, Oh, that's a, um, what was the Suzanne Summers, the thigh master, right? Like if you do this, you are going to have the legs of your dreams. Like you are going to have the best legs or whatever it is that we are feeding people's fears of, and like feelings about, I'm not good enough. I need to have the best glutes. So I need to do the frog pump to make that happen. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what it comes down to is that's, that's a huge part of the perspective that gets overlooked all the time. Um, you know, what does that, is that going to make you feel special? You know, is that, and I mean, special in a very sincere, like sacred yeah. way. Is that the thing, you know, when it comes to, you know, being human right now, we get right. to, how we work our body like awesome 
um, and our body will adapt to that, right? right. And yeah, um, which, is, which is, I think, like, is the magic of exercise hmm. that we can choose all of these things that our body does adapt to the stimulus that we put on it. That you know that we can trigger or like uh, get endorphins to be released, and we can improve our mood if we are consistent with this type of activity, you know, what I don't like is that like idea that if I do this exercise, then I'm going to have the best glutes. And it it reminds me of like a toxic fitness culture versus like a coming to it from a place of wanting to explore and get stronger and in a way that's appropriate for each of our bodies. Yep. And that's exactly what we're here for. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not the, um, it's not common. You guys, we have so many years of training and experience to come to this. So it's like really an invitation. You know, I'm not saying this is how you should think like this is, this is an evolution that you can explore and it's amazing. So Oh, so happy and, to have y'all. Well, and and to that point though, I, you know, for somebody who's like, I really love frog, frog pumps. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. If you, you know, and if your body feels good and you haven't had issues come up and you feel like you're doing it in a way that's responsible for you and appropriate for your body. Like, I don't think either one of us is here to tell anyone that they shouldn't like the things that they like. Mm-hmm. And that's totally cool. It's just, I, I think there's two, there's not enough people talking about, um, you don't have to, if you, if you don't like that exercise, if you don't like the way it makes you feel, even, even the execution of it in a gym would be uncomfortable for me. If you don't like the way that somebody that that makes you feel, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that can go e- even into like a pull-up position. Feel sure. Like underwear is hanging out and that ain't comfortable. Right. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Like you are, you get to make the decisions that are right for you based on your comfort level and your body. Yeah. I, I had a fabulous moment of that at the gym this morning. <laughs> I posted it on Instagram today. I didn't see it yet. <laughs> oh man. I put a little 25 pound plate under my butt for a booster. And I was like, oh, this is better. You know, I use these freaking awesome machines that are classics, but they're not built for people that are five, two, three. Right, right. Like, so I get my, I get my plate and I'm like comfort level. And I get to like, feel the contraction. It was awesome. Yeah. Isn't that, that's so great. Yeah. So, you know, and again, like I didn't feel comfortable in, in the original setup and that right. that's all that's, there was no more thought than that. Yeah. Um, and I had some assumptions about my hand position relative to my butt position and, you know, I was right and it worked. It's great. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, back to that. It's just, uh, you know, it, if these make you feel good, if this actually prepares your body for loading it heavier, I'm so for it. Um, but just know that you don't have to have your um, everything locked into place like they're suggesting. I think that's- Absolutely. I, right. I think there are just as many ways to vary this so that you don't have your joints, mm-hmm. uh, at least in some some capacities, in risky positions or- Yeah. You know, Yeah. And then, yeah. So then I would, yeah, the way that I say it, it's like excess, you know, that would sometimes the the way that this is described and demonstrated on, on throughout his platform, 
I would say this is excessive range of motion for people's hips, knees, and uh, pelvis. Yeah. So you have many opportunities to explore what feels good. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, if you just listen to that last uh, part of our conversation, we're talking about what is like two minutes of exploration to see which part feels better. Yeah. And then you work with that, with the things that you, you know, you're feeling that you can move through the range of motion um, without the joint, I, I would say, discomfort. Um, muscle discomfort is different than joint discomfort. Um, I think most of you know that. Uh, so, yeah, that's really what this is all about is um, the exploration. So, yeah. you know, um, that's the takeaway, really, is um, it, n- you don't have to go um, into full range of these positions that he's kind of training people to do. Um, I also thought this could be a good exercise for people if they wanted to train their attention to their mm. as you were saying, like the feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's like, if they have, if, if you have that trouble with like, let's say a, a hip exercise and you have trouble feeling it and you've tried slowing down and you've tried um, maybe some adjustments to the height, to the position, right. and it's just an exploration in feeling your glutes. This might act, this might work for yeah, you. So absolutely. I just wanted to point that out that it's not all like bad, right? No, I I think it's really interesting to take it was honestly a position I'd never thought of before. And that is cool. You know, yeah. wow, my you know, bodies can go into that, you know, whether it's good or bad is very person specific, although there may be a trend one way or the other, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So interesting to explore different mus like ways we connect to muscles in different positions. Yes. All right. I think that was a great critique. I'm very, that was our first one guys. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it is an, it's a brain exercise for us too. So, um, definitely reach out, uh, if you have questions about that, um, you know, we're, we're not really here to provide like solutions. It's just more about that perspective. It's just more about what if, um, right. And, you know, cause the, the, the answer about if it's good for your body comes right. from you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also really questioning people. I know that you said that he came around and changed it, but really questioning when somebody says this is good for everyone, mm-hmm. really like take a look at that. That that's, nothing is ever good for everyone and there might be reasons why. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good point to the storyline of it as well. Like, you know, did, did someone come at, come to him and question, did he question himself? These are all like, those are, you know, all part of the process of one being a public figure um, as the glute guy (laughs) and number, you know, and it's all part of teaching as well. You know, I've, taught things six years ago that I would not even teach myself now. I would not. Right. So, um, you know, I'm all for like owning it as well. Sure. You know, Definitely. And chance for also me to be, um, open and, you know, I don't want to be dismissive of exercise. Like that's not, you know, that's not what this is about. So yay. yay. Um, all right. 
90s fitness trends. I think a lot that has come from the 90s from like bodybuilding culture. Mm -hmm. And because when we talk about, you know, the glute guy and strength and conditioning and barbells, I don't know that many women were using barbells in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that group fitness or like Jane Fonda style, aerobic style, jazzercise style classes mm-hmm. were more geared towards women. And so Curves was like one of the first mm. chains that really marketed to that's that to women mm-hmm. um, and with resistance training. Now you certainly had, you know, female bodybuilders mm-hmm. and, and people, women lifting weights, but it wasn't as mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let, yeah, let's let, just a few comments on, on the curves. Cause that really yeah. was a trend that really did open up the conversation for, okay, one, it's a women's only gym. Um, although now if you look at their website, it does say that people of any race, ethnicity, uh, gender or sexual orientation are welcome. I don't know if that, if, if that was always the case, if it was, I don't know, but yeah. Um, no, I think it was because when I was, (laughs) yeah, well the, the, okay. So I started working out on my own, um, at like 15. Okay. And we had a section at the gym that was just for women. Just for women. That was just, yeah, that's, there was a gold's gym in my town that had that just for the women's section. And so the curves was set up to, um, you would go station by station. Okay. Right. And so you would, um, they basically, it was like a weight training, uh, station they would time you for like three minutes and then you, and you would, would just do as many reps or do what the reps in that. Yeah. Section. So yeah, you would have like a couple sets. So I think it ended up being like okay. a 12 to 15 rep scheme. Okay. And they worked in the rest and then you would just move on. Okay. That, that was it. And so, you know, what do I like about this trend? Um, it, I think it brings attention to um, timing. I think it brings mm-hmm. in attention to, uh, the wonderful resistance training, uh, benefits that can happen for women. Yeah. Um, and that, um, I think I also love that there's, they're, they're opening up the idea for an inviting environment. Um, cause so much of the nineties in the gym culture did involve a lot of, you know, uh, toxic masculinity, if you will, and probably drug use. And I mean, right, right. it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just more yeah. obvious, I guess. Well, but I do think that that's an interesting idea, like creating a safe space for women, mm-hmm. because I do think that um, it's easy to get intimidated. Yeah. And I, I, have you ever felt that way? Like, have you ever felt intimidated going into a gym or like if it's a new gym or yeah. like as a, as I guess, less as a new member, but more as like a female. Yes. 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 Um, and the ironic thing is I didn't realize how much of that I felt until I started going to a bodybuilding, like Mm. strength training gym. Okay. It's like the gym I go to now DMV iron is, I mean, it's, it's a machine strength training oriented place. 
he's opening up a powerlifting and a strongman, man, oh, wow. uh, strong person <laughs> um, section. So okay. that'll be really whole new. Absolutely. Fun. Um, not there. for me. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be picking up stones. Um, so, um, I didn't realize how much of that I had gotten used to until I started yeah. going to this gym where people were there to work hard. Right. Okay. Not to cruise. Mm. So um, I didn't realize how much of that I gotten used to for sure. Yeah. And I just kind of put it to the side and just said, this is just a part of gym culture. So yeah, I think this right. is really a cool thing to point out that creating a safe space in general is yeah. an amazing trend. <laughs> we no, I like it too. I mean, I, I like that idea, the, uh, um, the idea of creating something so that women do feel comfortable. Cause I could see, you know, I, I like you um, said, I, I, I feel maybe to some extent, like I've just gotten used to, and I go in very focused and like blinder, like I just try to block everything else out. Um, but, you know, I, I think it would be interesting to be in a space where it was only females and I, I mean, that could have its issues too, but, um, you know, depending on the environment and all of yeah. that. Yeah. So I think, you know, as far as like, uh, I think this would be like a, I don't know how big the brand was in the 90s I don't know if anybody if there's going to be people I know I mean of a certain age you're not going to actually have this book and like this they have like a an old picture of I don't know I I don't know if you can show that on the but yeah but that's like an old curves from 1992 wow yeah perfect what is that yeah Yeah. is that like a, a textbook it's legends of fitness. It's a really cool book. If you, it tell it goes back to like the origins of like, and then like early machines and like dumbbell companies and barbell companies. Like it's a really interesting book and um, talks about all like the industry trends. And um, yeah, I would definitely recommend that for anybody who is interested. Anybody that's a super fan of this podcast, (laughs) you might want to buy that book. And if you're also a super fan, please introduce yourself. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get that. Yeah. That's yeah. It's great. I've really enjoyed looking through yeah. it for sure. Yeah. What kind of machine is that? Uh, it looks like uh, a leg extension. Um, yeah. or I don't know, actually. I have no, I have no idea. Cause I don't see a bar. There's a leg press in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a leg extension or it might be a tricep dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause I saw two bars. Yeah. I saw that too. She, that's where she, her effort seems to be, but her legs are extended out too. So yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. It's gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, that was fun. That's our first yeah. episode guys. So just to recap, we have the frog pump, which is, um, you know, if, a a good exercise to <laughs> um, make someone feel a little uncomfortable in the gym. And then we have on the other side of that, we have curves where it's all about making people feel comfortable. <laughs> That's what a beautiful balance to a podcast. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, it always comes back to these, these questions. Is it potentially helpful? Is it potentially harmful? Um, is it potentially full of shit? Uh, and you know, that, that's all, there's a lot of other questions to ask within those questions. And that's what this is all about. It's about, you know, um, create, it's about body intelligence, growing with your body intelligence. It's about perspective 
and um, again, like asking the questions. So thank you guys so much for being here. I, um, I'm going to launch a peach pit Instagram and all that. We're not there yet, but it'll all be there. So we can kind of also like give you some visuals for this stuff. I think that's what I would like to use it for is like give some visual, give some context to um, the exercise and uh, also like maybe repost you guys like exploring your exercise. Like I, cause I absolutely applaud that. I love that. Definitely. All right. So you can find Think Fit Be Fit on the web at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. And we release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. You're going to find Peach Pit coming out once a month for now. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then we have uh, my Instagram at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. <laughs> Butchered my last name. And then we have Meredith Mac at Meredith underscore Mac on Instagram. Um, any other closing comments? I'm just so excited for this. I love having these conversations. And so thank you for putting this together and asking me to be a part of it. Yes. I love having you as a co-host. Fabulous. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And I can't wait to hear from you, super fans. And a special thanks to our music man for our original music, Darren O'Brien. You can find him at darrenpatrickobrien.com. <laughs>